Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. What was that? We got Hussein? Is that where that's from? We got him? Yeah. It's a meme, it's a vine, it's a thing. You've heard over and over again when it was announced that the U.S. military had taken uh, Iraqi dictator Saddam Hussein into custody. It was, can't remember who announced it, but it came out and there was, it was a room assembled. People kind of knew there was big news. It, it wasn't right? bin Laden? Did it no, been? it wasn't bin Laden. I think it was Hussein. Okay. Guy came out and said, ladies and gentlemen, we got him. And the place erupted in cheers. Right. Right. And this morning we can report... Ladies and gentlemen, they got them. There are uh, dozens of first responders and ATF agents and police officers who just posed for pictures outside the site where they took Danilo Cavalcante into custody. He is a convicted murderer who's been on the run for two weeks, and they got him this morning. He is now in custody. We do expect to hear from police at 8:30 this morning this guy as of yesterday there was a there has been concern but they were locking down schools they were telling people not to leave their homes there was a major concern that he was armed and dangerous he had stolen someone's rifle that had a scope on it from their garage that resident had fired at him this happened yesterday when we reported that story about how neighbors in this area were hearing gunshots it does not appear just from the video we're seeing of Cavalcante that he was injured when he was shot at. Um, but uh, there's a, a long uh, process that they went through to store, put him into that armored truck. He's now being brought to presumably a police station in that county, Chester County, where he was taken into custody. First time I heard this guy's name, I told you the story. We were out east dropping my daughter off at college and we were to, due to drive back through Pennsylvania, traversing the whole state east to west and they were putting out an alert right after this guy had gotten not cavalcante saying you know this is a desperate person he's a convicted murderer he got out he's going to be looking to perhaps steal a car he's going to be looking for food he's going to be looking for weapons and that was the warning to i think it was ahead of the holiday weekend we were just out from labor day yep, as well yep. i'm saying look gonna be a lot of folks driving around not paying attention because you're just sort of doing your thing mm, going keep your wits station. about you be aware don't leave your keys in the car look around before you get out of the car and that was a couple of weeks ago when he first got out and i told you yesterday i was not feeling good about i, I was confident that this would come to an end because it seemed like they were getting closer and closer to him and surrounding him but boy knowing that like you know, what's his alternative i mean he was in it to win it and he was armed God, you just had this fear that something bad was going to happen there. Desperate, hungry, tired, right. dangerous, and armed. Not a great combination, right. right? And so far, it appears, we have not heard anything to suggest otherwise, but it appears that he was um, taken into custody without anyone injured. They did send out a reverse 911 call to the residents in that area saying, hey, he's in custody now, we are good, he is in custody. We're going to have school again. Right, right. Yeah, you school can will breathe. be back in session. Here's how some of that sounded. proud to announce. The subject is in custody. Repeating, subject is in custody. Repeating, the subject is in custody. The uh, It did find it, the meme. <laughs> the ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Yeah, it was right. Bremer. Was it? it was Paul Bremer it, during a 2003 news conference announcing the capture of Saddam Hussein. So that's where I pulled that's, that from. That's where, that's where your brain went. 
Only because my kids, like, somehow this younger generation got into Vines, which has long since been gone. But Vines were those click little snippets, right, that mm-hmm. uh, people created these little videos. I think they could be no more than seven seconds. Right. And they watched these Vine compilations, and that's one of them for some reason. Someone put that out there. And then typically what they do is they have the we got them, and then they cut to something else, and it makes it funny. But to actually put it in context, that was a huge moment in American history back in 2003. So with this case, what, what I find so fascinating, I'm surprised that this hasn't been an issue before. There's surveillance footage. This was August 31st, so this is a while back, right? Two weeks ago. He, he was able to uh, flee the prison because it was caught on, foot, on video. He like went in between two walls in a narrow area of the exercise yard and kind of like crab walked his way up the walls. Like something your kid might do in the hallway. I've seen kids do that, right? <laughs> yes. Usually doesn't end well. Right. And here he was able to pull that off and, and do that and then obviously go on the run for two weeks. Um, my gosh, you'd think that you'd think that would be something that you'd pay that you'd see ahead of time and go like, okay, you know what, let's make sure these walls aren't so close together. Why uh, live picture right now from Chester County, Pennsylvania, we're looking at that live feed provided by CNN this morning. The law enforcement officers in, fati- in fatigues were involved in hunting this guy down, now literally posing for pictures, <laughs> yeah. including the dog. Right. They hey, they're the proud of that. There. They got right? him. Went out and got him, and you would guess by that posture that there were no injuries to law enforcement or right. certainly none that were serious they're because it would be a different yeah. feel. They definitely seem to be celebrated in a little bit. We did see them, like, cut his shirt off when he was cuffed. They removed his cuff, made sure that his shirt was off. They were taking some pictures. I uh, haven't gotten a good look at his face yet, but he did have a very distinctive tattoo on his back, which is probably part of the identification process. Danilo Cavalcante on the run for two weeks, now in custody in southeast Pennsylvania. 819 on Wisconsin's Morning News. 824 in Wisconsin's morning news. I was talking about the the law enforcement officers posing for pictures after they had captured the escaped killer. Now, how many would you say are there in fatigues? Uh, two dozen? Two dozen, yeah. Danilo Cavalcante now in custody. This is the guy in Pennsylvania who's been on the run for two weeks. They got him this morning. Doesn't appear that anybody was injured, so a successful capture. But I mentioned you know, the law enforcement team in fatigues, including the dog, posing for pictures. I'm now realizing as they play back the video, Eric, Cavalcante's in the pictures. They got they got him in the middle. Is that normal? I don't think so. Is that okay? No, they may I mean, have I don't been... listen, I'm not feeling bad for convicted killer guy who terrorized all of Pennsylvania here by being on the run, but I don't know. No, could that have been come done under some scrutiny for like documentation purposes or <laughs> No man. I mean he was smiling. That was a glory shot. I'm kidding. He was he's mugging for the camera that it would be right, a little if you're, odd. dude, what do you do you smile? <laughs> yeah. be like, do you do it like an eye roll? Uh, <laughs> right. Sort of the the slight head te- te- uh, head tilt. Uh, they got me. Sad trombone for me. Uh, yeah, that is odd. I've never seen that before. They posed for pictures with dude in the middle. I want to say that that was done for specific documentation <laughs> I know you purposes. Say that. You think it was just like just them for their social media? Yeah, I mean, again, I don't feel bad for dude, but somebody's going to be upset about that. 
But they, I mean, the chopper is right above them, so it's not like they are going to be surprised that this yeah. would get out. I mean, somebody's going to get bent out of shape over that. I'm fine. Hey, I don't it. care. Hey, they got the guy. <laughs> right. That's all I care exactly. about. Exactly. This morning, CDC recommending new COVID boosters for everyone six months and older. That recommendation quickly following the FDA approval for the newest shots from both Moderna and Pfizer. BioNTech CDC Director Mandy Cohen. The COVID virus continues to change. That's why today the CDC is recommending an updated COVID vaccine for everyone over the age of six months. So uh, just at the doctor this week, asked my doc, and this was before the approvals, like, what do you think for me? I'm like, I think, is it four shots we've gotten if you took the whole thing so far? That sounds right. You right. got the two initially, then a booster. I think there might even have been another depending and then on one another condition, right? Yeah. I'd have to look at my thingy. So if you've done the whole regimen, Deb, right, it's four yeah. to five shots already. Yeah. Plus, a lot of us have already had it on mm-hmm. top of that, maybe multiple times. So I just I asked the doc. I'm like, so what do you what do you think about the vaccine? And he, for me, he's like, well, look at you. You're otherwise healthy. You have this some immunity built up because you've had it and these other things. He goes, take it or don't take it is my take on you. But that doctor would say to you also, OK, flu shot, make sure you get your flu shot. He did. And he said, you know, you usually get a flu shot. He asked how I weathered the shots, the COVID shots. And I was like, not no real problems. Maybe a little tired, a little weird See, that's the, for a day. That's the bigger weigh on the conscience more than anything else for me is just the... If it puts you down yeah, for a day. Like, okay, do I need to plan this around a Friday or something? <laughs> because, I, you know, missing work or something like that. Was Just thought it was interesting that his take on it was he didn't have any concerns about the vaccine or its effects on me. I know people anecdotally have been... Sort of wondering aloud. Now, do you know people who've had heart issues of late? Um, I, I do. A f- more than a few. I had um, just come. I had one friend who struggled for a day with some. I mean, didn't turn into like a heart problem, right. but like there was a day after the vaccine that really threw him. I've had some had people wondering aloud to me. They've had heart issues, and they seemingly came out of nowhere. And I'm not suggesting that Are they, they know. Are they the age where they'd have heart problems, like between uh, yeah, yeah, 50 and 80? Sure. So that's possible. And they have not, nor do I have any necessarily proof that there's any sort of connection there. No, but it's being wondered aloud. And so I sort of wondered aloud to my doc. You hear anything about this? Anything bother you about this? He said, no, I have no concerns with the vaccine, with you. But given you know who you are and what I know about your health, take it or don't take it. It's out there for you. Actually, meanwhile, good time to mention, too, some interesting news on the origins of COVID. ABC's Lionel Moyes gets us up to speed on that. This morning, the CIA confirms it's looking into accusations that several members of an agency team tasked with COVID pandemic analysis were paid significant hush money to shift their position regarding the origins of the virus. The CIA tells ABC News, we are committed to the highest standards of analytic rigor, integrity, and objectivity. We do not pay analysts to reach specific conclusions. Uh-oh. So now we got a whistleblower saying a bunch of these investigators were on the take deliberately gumming up the investigation that seemed to be leaning at the very least toward COVID leaking out of the Wuhan lab as at at least a viable theory. Let me get you, uh, Moise covers that, that angle of it just a little bit more here. 
Former CDC Director Dr. Robert Redfield earlier this year testified he was excluded from discussions because he believed the lab leak theory warranted investigation. Dr. Anthony Fauci called that accusation untrue. In June, the Office of the Director of National Intelligence said the CIA and another agency were unable to decide on where they think COVID's origins lie as both hypotheses rely on significant assumptions or face challenges with conflicting reporting. So this suggests to me that not not only were they not willing to really investigate it, but anybody who, not just some guy on Twitter who got thrown off of Twitter for suggesting it came out of the lab, or not just some podcaster, but the actual people who are investigating this, if anybody dared to even look down that rabbit hole, nah, don't want to hear from this guy. And that's the part, like, do I have or does anyone have actual proof it came out of that lab? We don't. I haven't have not seen proof. But a mountain of evidence, circumstantial as it were, that it certainly was a plausible theory. Enough for the Why? administration has even said that. Yes. Right. Why in those early days and weeks and months were we not allowed to at least have that conversation? Who was being protected? Who wanted it shut down and why? Who might have been, according to these allegations, literally paid off for keeping things quiet? And where do, the, where do all of those connect? You know, remember... Not a single animal at the Wuhan wet market tested positive for COVID. Remember, that was the first spot of, well, it probably came out of the market. Viable theory. And it was a viable theory. Viruses jump from animals to humans all the time. That's how we get these. That's why they're called the bird flu or the swine flu mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or whatever. So that makes sense. But they investigated that. They found nothing. But nobody nobody wanted to talk about it. You couldn't talk about the lab right there. That Wuhan lab, and I read a whole book on this, E, and it wasn't a conspiracy theory book. It was a couple of scientists. One uh, one scientist, a doctor, invest, uh, infectious disease doctor, and one medical journalist got together and wrote the book. I think it was called, I, I won't remember the name of the book. I can get it for you. Nonetheless, they didn't draw any conclusions. They just laid out all of these facts. And at the end of the book, they're like, look, it presents to us that at least this was a viable theory. And that in the early days, it was shut down. And we don't have an answer for exactly why that was, but we present that to you as evidence. I mean, maybe just maybe should we not have looked more closely at the lab? It was the one place on Earth where we know the sixth closest relatives of what eventually was COVID-19 was, were kept and were studied. And we were told in those early days, don't look over here. Don't look over here. Well, now more evidence that we should always have been looking over there. 831 on Wisconsin's Morning News. So the VMAs were last night. Big events. All the music stars are there. It was emceed by Nicki Minaj. Should I be mean right now or should I be nice? Mean? Nice. Oh. It's Barbie. (laughs) (laughs) What was that about? It's Barbie, right? She was just having some fun. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, Nicki Minaj was the uh, the host last night at the 2023 MTV Video Music Awards. They were presented last night. Um, Taylor Swift had eight nominations. Um, she won all the ones that were televised last night. But guess who showed up making all the news? Hello, VMA! And sync for the first time in 10 years back on the stage together. Over 20 years ago, we were just kids when we won Best Pop Video for Bye Bye Bye. Yes. 
It was our first VMA, and it meant the world to us. So Justin Timberlake and four other guys were on the stage. <laughs> and, and those other dudes. <laughs> Actually, it was pretty interesting. Um, Taylor Swift, who I want to believe is genuine in everything she does. I'm not sure if she is. I, I am skeptical at Can't times. Can't know, right? But anyway, she was just losing her mind. She was, uh, because she was a kid, you know, when they were big 20 years ago, and she was all excited about seeing him. And then, of course, she won the award that they were presenting and talked to him about it. I had your dolls. I like awesome. What? Like, are you doing something? What's going to happen now? Yeah, so uh-huh. anyway. She asked the important question. What is, is this about? And, well, I don't know. Maybe it just kind of happened this way. Huh? No, <laughs> no, everything is done for a reason. Yes. Everything is fabricated. Everything's about money. <laughs> so here's what, <laughs> here's what Variety is saying. Variety is saying that it is likely that they have already recorded a new song. There's been some rumors about this. For the new movie that Justin Timberlake is in, Trolls Band Together. This is the third installment of that animated franchise, so the trilogy is now complete to the Trolls franchise. It comes out later this fall, so they're thinking that Trolls Band Together will have a new single attached to it, which would be created and sung. It's, by... it's fine, but they have to tour then, right? I, well, do they? I mean... I, well, I, Timberlake doesn't. Yeah, the other, but the rest the of other those ones dudes would do. like to. I asked you if you could name any. I, I told you I couldn't name uh, anybody else, but you picked out a couple names. Fatone, Lance Bass, Lance Bass, JC. I, I don't know if I get the last one. Timberlake, of course. Who's the last one? Greg, you got to know. No, okay. Greg's shaking you off. He's like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> <laughs> I was close. I got four out of five. So anyway, yeah. So that was the big story from the VMAs last night. Eight forty-three, Wisconsin's morning news. Sunshine today, high of 70 degrees in the Storm Team forecast. A little bit cooler near the lake. And then tonight, a little bit warmer near the lake. 45 degrees, your low temperature away from Lake Michigan. So there's a marine warning right now for Milwaukee County and Racine County because there are some storms just off the shoreline here that you can probably see from the shore. And I don't know if anyone spotted it, but there was quite a water spout dancing in the lake just a little while ago there off Milwaukee. This could be super cool looking and... They really don't threaten anything unless you're right under them. And it's it's not exactly accurate to say it's a tornado over water, but essentially it, it sort of is. Sure. Right? So Old National Bank talk and text line is 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. If you happen to grab a picture or some video, text it in. We would love to see it posted on our website. Yeah, Water Spout over at Lake Michigan. That was like seen that. from Milwaukee, Just right? like that. WTMJ's uh, meteorologist Craig Copeland just sent us that video. So, yeah, it's starting Confirmed. to come in now. Excellent. Confirmed. Water Spout. So you were reporting in the news today. We were talking about the legislative maps proposal. To me, this reads like everything the left has been asking for. Now, Assembly Speaker Robin Voss says, okay, we'll do that. And now they don't want it. Like, which way is it here? Well, as you know, everyone needs to be divisive. Right. <laughs> we, can't, we can't agree on anything. Wait, we don't want this to get solved. Yeah. Then we can't. And we can't continue fighting over Governor it. Governor Evers uh, shooting down what he calls a bogus plan by Republicans to have a nonpartisan group rewrite the legislative district line. So this has been a big story for many, many years now. You've heard a lot about it. The, uh, the uh, lines which have been ruled to be gerrymandered 
um, that have that lean toward red. So that that's why you see such right. a Republicans imbalance. drew the yeah. lines. Yeah. So and they, guess what? They, they drew them red. to benefit themselves. Correct. So anyway, this was part of the whole Justice Janet Protasiewicz campaign as well. When she was running for office, a lot of people thought that she should be elected because she has said outspokenly that, hey, no, this, the, these lines are rigged. Uh, ver- per what has been uh, ruled already in different courts. Anyway, it's going to end up being in court. The court leans left now on the uh, on the state Supreme Court. So that's where it's moving toward. However, Assembly Speaker Robin Voss said yesterday they have a new measure that they would like to unveil, that these district maps would be drawn by a nonpartisan legislative reference bureau. The bill would require the maps not favor a political party, incumbent legislator, or other person or group. Under this process, uh, the legislature will still draw the maps. But it'll be the nonpartisan professional staff, which you ask any legislator in both parties, would say uh, do an exemplary job and really truly are nonpartisan. They will bring the bill forward to the legislature. It will be adopted by the legislature and signed by the governor. And this will all take effect for the 2024 election cycle. So the legislature needs to select this group. They're going to vote on this tomorrow. Evers says, oh, wait, nope, 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 nope. Hold the phone there. Evers says that he doesn't trust the legislature to be able to pick someone to be able to write fair maps. So for now, this measure looks to be DOA. Well, and I think clearly they're looking at it like, we'll take our chances in court. We'd rather have... Justice Janet draw the maps, right? Then whoever you decide. Who, and it, it's clear that she has no intention of recusing herself, like some on the GOP have pushed for. As of now, no more talk on impeachment. So we'll see where that goes. Meanwhile, in Madison, the governor wants state legislators to take a survey. You got this press release yesterday. Yes, didn't you? I did. <laughs> okay. Yes, a survey. Governor Tony Evers' office sent out a verbose news release. 1,700 words, 1,700 words in this news release to inform we in the media that he wants every member of the Wisconsin State Legislature to fill out a survey that he came up with. Survey says, survey says, survey says. Jazz as hell. Not so much are the in the legislature. Evers, of course, a Democrat. Republicans, we've been talking about, control both the Senate and Assembly. How about that? Well, he doesn't like that so much. So here is the headline of this 1,700-word news release. Governor Evers launches legislative survey requesting answers from legislators on special session to address states' workforce challenges, invest in child care, expand paid leave, support higher education. How about that? So the governor continues to be bent out of shape, and I don't blame him on, on his end. He's got legislative priorities. He's got things that he thinks need to happen to move the state forward. And every time he goes to leadership in, in the legislature, they're like not interested. Basically, they give him the same treatment that he gives them every time they send something up for him to sign. He says, nope, no thank you, veto. He wants to get some action on things. But he doesn't run the Senate and Assembly. So he keeps calling these special sessions where, under the governor's authority, he can compel the legislature to meet, even if they didn't want to. He can make them get together and have a session. He can give them an agenda, but he can't make them actually do anything. And that's what happens. We saw this multiple times in the administration through his first four years. Evers calls the special session. Legislative leaders, pursuant to the law, they gavel in, meaning they call the special session to order, as they are required to do. They do not do, nor do they address, any of the things the governor has requested. And that'll happen again next Wednesday. The question is on the motion to adjourn. All those in favor say aye. Aye. And that's about all they will do. So they're out.
All right, governor doesn't like that. How about that? <laughs> okay, just, all right, I got you. So he comes up with this survey idea. What he wants to do is get these guys on record. Here are all the great ideas that I have proposed. Okay, if you're against that, I want you on record. So instead of having a record where they would have to vote against his plan, since they don't actually do any take any action, he doesn't gain that political you know, advantage of saying, well, they voted, Eric voted against this, and Eric voted against mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. So now he wants them on record by taking this survey. Quote, each of Wisconsin's 132 legislators, including the remaining 130 beyond the two Republican leaders, must be accountable to the people who elect them. So what he came up with is this survey that none of them are actually going to fill out. Republicans aren't filling out this survey. took seven seconds or so before I got a follow-up news release from Senate Majority Leader Devin Lemahue. Here is a survey for the governor. Does he believe that increasing taxes on Wisconsinites who qualify for food stamps will help grow Wisconsin's economy and attract and retain a strong workforce? <laughs> that was their response. So I guess he's not filling yes, out the they survey. They sent the buzzer sound. <laughs> yes. Click button sound. No, they didn't do that. <laughs> I checked out the survey, actually, because you can click on what it is. The survey is pages long. It's some 30 questions. Some of them are yes and no. Some of them are a follow-up. Well, well if no, then explain this. And the governor signs it. Please kindly provide your responses to these questions electronically to my legislative affairs assistant, Amanda, no later than 5 p.m. Thursday, September 14th, 2023, which, again, no Republicans are going to do. So what is this then? Other than just back and forth. What they do normally. I mean, it's a more creative way of being back. It was. I do like, but think about the time it took for somebody to write out this survey. It's 30 some questions long, it's super detailed. So you have the survey, you have the accompanying pages long letter to the legislators. I do find that this seems to be a new trend, though, to try to get lawmakers on the record on different things. Uh, Voss brought that up yesterday, too, about hey, you know, some of these Democrats here are all for, they've said they're all for these nonpartisan. You know, groups selecting the maps. You know, we have that on record right here. So this is, again, one of those other ways of trying to get someone on record so then you can hold it over their head. I didn't have time to read a 1,700-word survey or 1,700-word press release, much less write one. I guess they're a lot, lot less busy over there than I am over here. Holy mackerel, folks. Let's get to work. Pictures or video water spout out over Lake Michigan as seen from Milwaukee. Boy, if you have any pics or video that you'd like to share with us, we'd love to see them. It was Old massive. National Bank. It was Talk a- and text line is 855-616-1620. You see some of the video? The cocoa, the, what Craig sent in? That's an enormous water spout. It's really cool looking. If it's still there, I'd go out and see it. Like That's an uh, attraction. Sounds like it's gone. It's sort of fizzled. But if you have pictures or video, that love to see them. WTMJ Now with Sandy Max is coming up next.